How's it? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Record of My Father. This week, we're going to be talking about growth, personal growth. What do you think about growth? Oh, uh, yeah, I wish I was taller, but uh, I'm not quite sure. That's not what we're talking about, right? I wish I had, like, hands that could palm a basketball. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I would do that, even if it would look exceptionally bizarre. Yeah, I think that would be. Would, oh, oh that'd be In so. second. That'd be crazy. But yeah. but but that's really not the kind of growth we're going to talk about. Yeah. We're going to talk more about, uh, I mean, in my life, it's been company growth, personal growth, and how it happened. Uh, and usually, I mean, many times it was through epiphanies that uh, were just, I mean, things just sort of pop up in my life that are... You, I recognize them as being life-changing moments. There, and and those are the stories that I tell because I'm like, I, I, it, it's not that you know my luck and all my good fortune or whatever. Most of it's been, I've tripped over it. It's it's like jumped in front of me, and uh, I, I'm just just smart enough not to not to run over it. I probably run over it all the time, but occasionally I see it and walk into it and uh, and pick it up and analyze it and say, oh, this is telling me to go in a different direction. With your roadkill dream shovel, right? You just get out and you <laughs> scrape the roadkill off the, with you run over it and you throw it in the back of your car and you look at it and you're like, you know what? I, I think I should go in this direction. There's, there's more things on the road to kill and uh, I got to keep going this way. Yeah. Or I got to turn around at some point. Mm -hmm. But what are, what are some of these epiphanies that you, I mean, would, that you would think my about? I mean, if, if I, I don't know if I have them organized in my head in order, organized in order. I like that O and O. We should probably write that down. I'm definitely writing that write down. Write that down. I, I want a t-shirt that says that. Say that one more time. Uh, o of O. O and O. Organized in order. Uh, o and O. I o like that. O and O. O and O. Organized in order. But anyway, the, the, the first one that pops into my mind right now is uh, I was 18 years old. 18 and a half, 19, out of high school, uh, financially, I was working for a uh, concrete company and I did pulled forms. We did the eight foot aluminum forms, we'd lift them and all that. And and I was a footer foreman and I was, you know, this is 80, 81. I was making about, about 30 grand a year, which was phenomenal. Then. Oh yeah. That's and no one could tell me fantastic. anything because I knew everything. And, you know, I was like, peak physical shape that's it your time in your life where everything is just you're on i feel like i'm better at 23 than i was at 18 i don't know well because your, your brain's gotten larger the problem is, is with 18 you're, you're... i definitely wasn't yeah. i think i'm stronger now but i didn't yeah. i also wasn't wearing construction when i was 18 yeah. right I, yeah I think this was this was the grueling physical stuff six to six monday through friday saturdays were half days which were six to three which you know and then I had a part-time job on Sundays, but what the hell? What was that? What was that part-time job? Uh, that was working as a gardener. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's when I'm I used to that. work here at the house that I now live in. I used to be the lawnmower here, lawnmowers for neighbors around here, diff different, all sorts of different things. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, that that would be uh, other things. The, the epiphany in construction, and specifically this place, I was doing well, and uh, my parents had always pushed about education. They, you know, always said you can't get anywhere unless you get a college degree, you move forward, you move forward, you do this. And here I was making near 
what my mother had made, and she had a graduate degree. And your father graduated from Harvard as yeah, well. Yeah, he had a right? graduate degree as well. I mean, so you're like from Harvard. I know that I, it's just I can't from Harvard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember the, that blows my it, like photographic memory. You know, it just amazing. But anyway, all, all that aside, he had the 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 thing that happened was is that I was working as like like co-head of a footer. For, I was, there's like two me and a buddy of mine were the foremans on the job site. And an older guy, older being 40, probably 42, 44, somewhere in that range, came in, wanted a job, really needed a job, had a kind of a broken down car, and he couldn't get work. And so the owner of this said concrete company that I worked for was like 25 and said, oh, what the hell? He'll be gone by the end of the day. But he wasn't. And he stuck. And he was, he was just barely adequate. Oh, okay. You know, he was, he was, but, but remember, this is 12 hour days. It's a young man's job. This right. Is not... And, and no one, no, no, the oldest person on the crew until that point was the owner who was 25. And he said, he said, everybody leaves before 30. He was the oldest guy. He was the oldest guy. Wow. So and he knew. He yeah, knew he knew. Guy. He knew the guy was dead. I mean, he used to like pick people up and he would come to us and he'd say, oh, you're going to get Bob until he said, but he ain't going to last past Friday. He said, I ain't even going to have Pam. Like, what do you mean? Because he's, he, he, he's got that look. He's going to die in two days. You're not going to be able to do it. And he's just not going to show up. We're like, what do you mean? No, I'll bet you. You know, and then. There's a whole pool. I'm yeah, guessing. There yeah. was always a pool. And then uh, he would usually win. And you were like, I mean, we had guys come out of Quantico, out of Marine basic training, and they failed, which was just, wow. you know, whoa. Yeah, so that's how physical it was. Well, the interesting thing was, is this guy had stuck around. Uh, the guy I was with at the time, my co-foreman, he got in, into an argument with the boss and he was gone. And then it was just me. I was in charge. And we were, we weren't, putting out, we weren't doing the footers as fast as we were earlier. And remember, speed is, speed and accuracy were everything then. The interest rates were like 18, 19%. So they wanted to put up the concrete. They wanted to put the footer in. They wanted to put the, pour the walls. And that's why poured walls were such a big deal because poured walls could take three days. And if you did block, it took it took two to three weeks to actually do a block wall for a house. So the speed when the interest rates are high, everybody wants poured wall. And it's also, you can argue that it's better quality and all these other kind of things to have a solid wall than it is to have, uh, you know, hollow. But uh, once again, that's not the point. Uh, and, and I will continue to diverge from the point. But the point was, is that he, he told me, and I said, well, the reason is, is that you hired that guy, the 45-year-old guy. And he goes, so get rid of him. I said, but you hired him. He said, you know, if you don't get rid of him, what do I need you for? And then, <laughs> and that was like, oh. Other than the labor, of course. But And so I had to think this through and I said, okay, I'll get rid of him Friday. Can you give him a little couple extra days or something? I don't remember the exact thing, but he, he gave him more money in a check. And then when I gave him the check on the Friday to tell him, he wasn't going to work. I mean, still kind of cracks me to this day. He cried. I mean, he had, he had three kids, had a wife, lived in a weekly rental motel. He had a broken down car and he's 45 years old. And I looked at that and that was me. 
that was me in 20 years. Exactly. I was going to be able to physically do it for the next five or six years, and then I was going to slowly deteriorate. I was going to, you know, get married, have kids, have huge financial responsibilities, and just, no, that, that, that was my, that was my epiphany was I got to go to school. I got to go to school. And that's when I was, I, I was going to Nova. I, I went to Nova like nonstop after that. Uh, I ended up getting a two-year degree from Nova. And then I went off to, well, actually didn't get the degree. I got 3000 credits. And then <laughs> somebody said you got the degree, right? Yeah. Somebody yeah. said, I, I didn't get the degree there, but I, I went to Old Dominion and they got my uh, degree there. And that was, that was a huge push for me to accept what my parents said about education. Cause I thought like, screw you, you're making 30. I'm making 30 now in two years, I'll be making 45 and you'll be still making the same thing. And the reality was, is that, well, I, I didn't take any account for their vacation that they get paid for health care, sick leave, things yeah, like all that. that other stuff. I didn't include that benefits. Yeah. None of that. We didn't <laughs> think about that, yeah. but we thought about pure ma money because you know, when you're 19, you don't need, you don't need help. What the hell's help? When I was 18, it? I thought about that. Yeah. It's a waste That's... of money. It's an absolute, you know, unless of course you need it. <laughs> I never get sick. What do you mean? I don't... Right. Doesn't matter. We, we, we know those, we know those things. And that was, I mean, that was the first huge, big fish flopping epiphany. It just, it was just like, ah, because <laughs> I went home and, and, and each time I thought about it, I would tear up because it was very, yeah, very emotional. stuck with you, right? You know, I offered to give him money and everything. You know, no, no, no. And he left. I never well, saw him again. I don't know what happened. I have no clue. There was no like keeping track of people after they left. You know, I don't even remember his name. Wow. You know, it's like, wow. But you remembered the story, right? Oh God, I remember the story. Because yeah, if you remember it this this long after, right? Yeah. The... I mean, this is 40, 40 years ago, 43 years ago. Wow. And I can remember standing in the shop, handing him his check. And that's when I saw him just sort of rattle with the shake and then the tears. Mm -hmm. And that just... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then he's gonna, he, yeah. Because you realize you need to figure figure it out. Yeah. In a different well, way. the thing is, is that I'm using that as helping me, and it's kind of shitty, I guess, in some that is way. That's pretty selfish. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it, but it, but I I don't know if that was the point of it. All right. You know. Mm -hmm. But I mean, well, at the same time, you felt um, empathy. I couldn't. So, I mean, that's, I wasn't that's even... not entirely selfish in yeah. my point of view. <laughs> if you yeah. feel if you feel um, something, right? Yeah. Like like a human should. Well, I mean, that's when I looked around me and I see you know. And I've seen those kind of stories. And I mean, I have those from the same days when I worked, uh, when I worked asphalt, I always tell the story when, you know, I'd say we get, we get our checks on a Friday and we go up to, uh, we go up to the bank at midday to cash them. And the bank was literally right next to the Seven Eleven, And this is on Van Nord street and right behind the bank and the Seven Eleven was a giant. And, these guys would all jump out of the truck. You know, we'd be in one of those front and back seat trucks where you had six people. And I was one of the six, not driving. I was not a senior guy there. They would cash their checks just as I would. And then they would pull into the 7-Eleven parking lot and they'd all go in and they'd buy two six packs of beer. Corona. Remember the type. I would walk across the parking lot and buy Corona. A giant. And it was... 
six ninety nine. I think it was six ninety nine. This is in ninety three, ninety four, something like that. It was six ninety nine six back then. And for me, wait, this was in what nineteen ninety? No, no, this was, I'm sorry, eighty. Yeah, eighty. Say, yeah, my my years are messed up. Eighty three. Summer of 83, summer of 84. Like 94, this makes no sense. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, this no, no, is no, not. No, no, not. it didn't. No, it was, it was then. And then I would walk across the park to Giant, and I think Corona was like three ninety nine. So it was like literally almost 50% less. Three, you know, three bucks a six-pack less. And I'd come back, and without exception, all of them would call me all sorts of derogatory names. Oh, you're a wussy. Oh, God, I can't believe you do that. And you're just like, but, but, it, but. It's and I couldn't get the explanation that that you could save. I mean, and everybody was just like, "Why would you go to Giant? That's such a wussy move, you know." And they didn't use; they were a lot more derogatory and said all sorts of things. And I just was like, "That was the epiphany where I said, oh my god, they better raise the amount they pay Social Security because these guys aren't going to have any money when they retire." To think that masculinity can be defined by a store. Makes me laugh. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think that's hilarious. It, it was weird, you know, and, but it wasn't, it was, and I've been in situations where it's me having a contrary viewpoint to multiple people. I and, think that's what it is more than anything. I don't think it's the, it's the store or anything yeah. like that. I think it's yeah purely that you're doing something that is different. Yeah. Maybe it's not the same thing. And and it, it's, it, but it's not rocket science. I think the whole idea of me saving money at 19 was just, you know, when everybody was just balls out, go crazy, you know, with everything. And I was just like, well, you know, that's 20 more bucks or six more bucks or over the course of a summer, if we buy beer every week, you know, I would do stuff like that. And they'd be looking at me like college boy, you know, and, and, but you weren't even taking classes. Oh, I was then. Oh, you that were was taking, later. Okay. That was the easy work. Asphalt was a lot easier than concrete. Ah, shockingly so. Gotcha. But, uh, uh, and then like that so, was one epiphany that mm -hmm. I had. I had uh, the first job epiphany that came from my brother when he asked me, uh, what was it? This would have been 86 or 930, 85. I got my first job. The first real professional job out of college. I graduated in May of 85, uh, went through the summer, fought with the school. I took a class pass fail and they wouldn't give me my diploma. My, I mean, I got it by my advisor. My advisor said, take it this way. I took it that way. And then, you know, the way I found out that I didn't have a diploma was the government sent me a letter saying it's a felony to lie on SF-171, which was the form that you filled out to be a, go to a government employee. Which turned out to be good because ultimately I didn't work for the government. I that started. was when you were becoming a cop, right? No, it's becoming a cop. That would have been 19. That would have been 1982, maybe. Okay, gotcha. I think that was the big. Wait, so you said. Or no, no, that would have been probably after? 80. That would have been right near the end of my uh, uh, Norwegian Community College career, which would have been probably, ah, I'm so thinking, 80. 82. Well, when DC had this huge call to arms to come and, you know, apply to be a police officer. So you worked in asphalt after? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Because right. the thing is, is I was not going to get a four year degree. I was going to get a two year degree because that would get you $27,000 a year plus healthcare plus benefits plus all this other stuff. And I thought that was a really good deal. Yeah. That is all I had deal. to do was move to the district and quit smoking, you know? 
And Which one of those was harder? <sighs> silly question, sir. Just a silly question. It's a good question. Yeah. But um but anyway, what 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 epiphany? Uh, first the the not the first job. Uh this is the epiphany that my brother asked me. He he was like, "Okay, so you're and, and I was really happy. I worked at this job for about 3 months. I was doing well. I think I got an increase right away cuz I did I could I can do multiple tasks simultaneously. I'm very very good at that because I'm very, what do you call it? ADHD. So for me, if you give me seven things to do, I can do them simultaneously. I can start on one. I can start a ball rolling and I can start stick twirling and I can start the plate turning and I can do all those different things at once. But if you say, Phil, I just want you to roll this ball. I'll screw it up. I can't do it. I just, I just, I can't, I'll put it off. I'll wait. I won't do this. I won't do that. I'll just. Do you know it's a myth? What? The multitasking is faster than completing one task at a time. Uh, proven, proven, really proven. Who's who? Who's been proven? The internet. <laughs> oh God! Oh, who was it? I see. I would say. I think that, it is a myth, though. I have seen that it is a myth. I think that that it's like the two lanes of traffic me thing. Complete all the individual tasks that I did without support from people that I could hand it to to finish each one. That would be true because I couldn't. I wasn't a finisher. Either. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But what I did is I had a support staff of one, two, three. I mean, there's like, there's a lot of support staff. And there was also a lot of things like getting a piece of information, getting it copied, and then, and then calling the customer. And I could do two of the five things that it took to complete it or three or four or whatever, making the mailing label, who it gets sent to, how it gets all, you know, all that happy horseshit. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's not the, that, that's not the point. The point of the story is, is I was there, I was happy and I was starting to, make a little bit of money. I was solid. I had a girlfriend then. I think I was dating. I was dating somebody in Texas. That was funny. You know, of all things, I'm dating somebody in Texas. Was it Dallas? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is the upper Greenville stories. I, I went think. to Dallas. It was it was really hot there. Yeah. It was really, really hot. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan. Did you go out to White Rock? No, I went to this place called Pecan Lodge. Yeah. Which has um like the number one barbecue in all of Dallas. That that was like dinosaur bones in there. That was crazy. Yeah. Great, great place. Um, we do not have a pecan lodge sponsorship yet, but I imagine we will get one very soon. Yeah. We went to what was it? Uh Baby Doe's and Adolphus was the hotel. And later in years I actually did I did a couple of seminars at the Adolphus. Oh well. I let them and did that. Saw Mary Tyler Moore there. You don't know who she is, but I do know who that is. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well. In the good old days. Anyway, once again, <laughs> we're diverging from this. Talking story. about growth, right? Yeah, growth. But but growth. What I'm saying is, is that I'm relating growth through things that changed my direction, and when they changed those directions, I think what they did is they allowed me to grow substantially more. Like the first story was about the guy that got me to get a college education. Otherwise, I would have worked construction. I think, I think I would have risen up, and I was pretty smart at that. Uh, and I probably would have driven heavy equipment. I might have been a foreman or something like that. But Management, that, that probably. Mm -hmm. Whereas college got me to the point where, oh, wow, I get a professional job, do this. And then this epiphany is the thing that made me start my first business, which I didn't realize I was that kind of a person. And my brother, he he looks at me and goes, okay, what are you, where are you going to be in five years? And he said, if, if you get every raise, every single promotion, Everything goes, whether it's this company or other. What do you think is going to happen? I'm going like, 
I'll be making six figures, you know, because six figures was huge. You know, that was like, wow. I mean, understandable. Well, That's what people is. aim for now, yeah. You know. That's what people and, definitely and I was aim just for. like, what are you going to be? I'm going to be an SVP of research and blah, 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 blah for, uh, you know, uh, it's probably about a 10 or $20 million company, something like that. And he's like, yeah. How much do you think you're making? You know, and I said, oh, you know, the whole six figure thing, because money was a big, big part of what drove me. Still is. Yeah, still is. And then the thing that kind of stepped that made me, he he asked the last question, I think the way he couched it was, so you got to be satisfied? And it was just that. It was one, two, three, four, five, six. And I just went, shit. Hmm. And that's, and then, then I started looking. For what? Like a different job or for just I started, what would I, I started you? being much more receptive to other job things. Mm -hmm. And then I found another job and I jumped to the, and I didn't go to that job. I ended up going to another job, which was working for a trader on the floor, which was like 50% more of what I was getting. And then I was going to get a piece of the action. Oh, that's cool. You know, and I worked at that for a while. And then while I was there, I met someone else who was going to go back to Stanford and had to do a business plan. And, and we started working together. And then we, we touched on this topic already. I think we right. actually touched on the epiphany yeah, that right, you were right. just talking about right. in our, our last episode. And then the, the what was the last one? I, I talked about the, uh, uh, the drive and the go. Motivation. Yeah. The motivation that that made you step and move forward in that direction. Where do you derive your motivation from? Is it directly monetary, or is it something inside of you well, that says, "Hey, hey, get off off the couch, put your socks on"? Yeah, I think I think that uh, in past it was it was more monetary, but I think that it's changed. I think it's I I love the idea of being paid. You know, I, I, you know, it's, it seems like it's nice. That's well, that's how you value what you do mm -hmm. is some on some monetary thing, but I'm certainly willing to take risk for a substantially larger pay. If, you know, when you start out, when you do a startup, you couldn't end up with nothing. A lot of people value things on how it makes them feel inside. Well, that too. I mean, that's why I'm now I'm involved in all the charities and well, I have been for, I mean, we've been doing the charity thing since the nineties, since I mean, first got married, my wife and I were, we, we've, we've always been involved in some charity or another. And with each passing year, it's always been more charities and the list has grown and less grown every year, you know? So I don't know, you know, I mean, that's a different motivation. That's, that's not, that's not something that's given me an epiphany or made me do something. I think that's more of a make yourself feel good thing. Yeah. And, and that, that's, and, and, and that's not the, the reasoning behind why I do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's probably the reason why I do charities <laughs> is to make my own self feel good because I'm selfish, but the, uh, yeah, altruism, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that, I, I don't know. I think I'm a, I'm a case of altruism. I mean, it can. Really am. You, do you believe in altruism? You think that exists? Mm -hmm. I think that uh, giving because it doesn't satisfy true? yourself. I, no, I don't think true. I think that you. I think it does sometimes. Well, because I, I think guess, I've done that. I guess the only true altruism would be giving away everything you have before you die, right? Because then you couldn't get any value out of it. You're not really satisfied, yeah. Or um, right? 
Yeah, you're not satisfied by that. I guess you are to some degree because it makes you happy giving your your things away. Right? Okay, you're right. That's true. So, so you're there, still there you go. It. That so, kind of defies it. I think you can really only be a true altru- altruist mm-hmm. as if you're doing it out of your own ignorance or something, or mm-hmm. your blind ignorance, I guess. Yeah. Because you're not conscious or something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, personally, I mean, you look at growth as through a business aspect, but have you ever just looked at yourself and valued how you've grown maybe mentally? Well, directionally, mentally. Oh, emotionally? Think, yeah. You ever yeah. think about that? Yeah. How willing you are to uh, divulge that information to somebody else that you trust or things like that. Have you ever valued that in a growth? Who I trust. Sort I of way. Yeah. Your ability to talk about your emotions. Well, yeah, that's that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Always has been a hard thing, you know. I mean, through the years, I think I'm better at it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, you know, I mean, this goes back to like earlier things about being able to ask the hard questions. I'm someone that, when there's a situation that seems out of whack, or you know, whether it be in business, and you whether keep comparing be, everything to business, I know I don't know why. Like you, you well, can't well, just personal, talk about yeah. Personal emotional well, personal, values. Personal emotional value I, to me, if something's out of whack, I feel uneasy. Yeah. And 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 if it's here and it's you, we we live in the same house. So if I'm uneasy, I'm not gonna just let it go. I have to like confront. That's how I am as well. Yeah. Because it's like, why would me and you, or f- this could work for anybody, by the way, yeah. sit in this like weird ether of just awful, awkward kind of stuff when we could just confront it. And I don't know, apprehend this weird well, it's feeling. Like, it's like having have. a crappy roommate and saying you're going to move out. It's like, you're my kid. I, I ain't moving out. You ain't yeah, moving yeah. out. Well, you can move out if you want. Mm. But 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 that's going to be your January, decision. Yeah. I'm going to do everything that I can to make a to situation keep me here, right? better. Gonna, right? Are you kidding at me? Yeah. No, yeah. January. Yeah, that'll be fun. But um, yeah. besides that, I mean. Have you seen yourself, your ability to, um, to grow emotionally or no? I think, I think, uh, uh, cause you're adolescence, right? I don't think oh, you yeah, were taught right. certain things and certain ways to deal with those things. But I, what do you think you're different now than you were when you were a kid? You think you're able to do a that? A lot of times. Or do you think you're more shielded? I, I think I'm, I'm more, I have a capability to stop and instead of immediately judging to, what do you mean by judging well i mean you know when you're when you're when you're in a situation and some i used to think that like well on the road people on the road you're better at that yeah shockingly so really yeah and i mean i still get pissed off i somehow believe that i absolutely get pissed off there's no doubt about it Mm -hmm. but within like five seconds i start to realize that oh like i don't think and maybe this is just really stupid of me yeah. But I don't think that people, most people that cut in front of you real close to your car did it intentionally. Oh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That. Of course they did it intentionally. <laughs> of course they did. I mean, I, I think it's I think it goes back to my three percent rule where there's three percent of the people out there 
absolutely did it. They're like, shit, I'm going to ride up the side rail. I'm going to, they're going to ride up the shoulder and cut in front of everybody. Oh, definitely. You know, on the off ramps, they're going to, they're going to get into the off ramp exit, run down to the tent of it and come back in. I've seen that all the time, but that's not, there's, but there's, you know, there's 2 million cars on the road there and, and, and here's six that are doing this. So yeah, I hate those people. You know what I think is that, um, a lot of those people, they get so bothered by what other people do, have a God complex. Yeah. And they believe that they place themselves in the middle of um, humanity and all of these humans around them. They believe that they're the center and they're undoubtedly are the most important person. And they're just as bad as the person cutting the other, cutting you off. Oh. Because you ever think about that? You ever think oh, about so that? you think that... The level of selfishness in that car of the person bothered is just as bad in the car of the person that's cutting the other people off. No, I think so. I, I, I think so. I, see, I would disagree because I think that your actions uh, speak louder. I mean, just your Fair. thought, your yeah. thought. My, I, I'm thinking that uh, I'm judging you in a horrible way if you're the guy, guy cutting somebody off. Yeah. Okay. Judging that, that's wrong. But then, but then you're not only going, you're not only disrespecting me because you don't care because you think you're more important there. We're equal. Yeah. But you're taking an action and doing it. Now, if I saw you cutting in and I cut you off, like I've seen people cut onto the shoulder, then you're right. Agreed. Because then I flip it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I've done an action and I've had a thought. Okay. That's fair. I see. I think that it's, it's balanced. Let me flip it on its head. So the person watching the people or the guy cut all everybody off, he's yelling in his car while his family's in the car. Yeah. They're both bad. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You agree with that? All right. Cool. Yeah. Because that's, that's also I, an action, right? That's what I do. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. I get, I get, well, I get, I get angry when people stop me. Yeah. 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 There we go. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to prove a point here? I think I just did, but yeah. um, no, I'll I think, deny it. I think that's a really important epiphany to have, definitely, especially coming from your brother. But I think over time, like, how have you placed yourself in society, maybe from being uh, younger in an adolescent stage towards today? Like, where do you see yourself in regards to the rest of the world? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I need waiters for these things. They're so deep. I, I mean, it, it, I, I think that, that as a society, myself is in, included in that society or whatever, when you're younger... There, there is no idea that you're going to live past 25. I, I didn't look ahead for anything until my brother pen, mentioned that five-year thing. I never looked ahead. I mean, I, I kind of looked ahead a little bit in school. I always thought eventually I would do something. Uh, I don't, I, I saved, you know, saved a lot, but I didn't really think about society helping. I mean, that wasn't this ingrained in thing, you know, even though I, maybe it was a little bit. Maybe it was a little bit. My parent, my father did that, you know, did the Salvation Army thing. But the whole idea of, of looking at the, the, the bigger scheme of things, like, I mean, they would pop into my head here and there, but not until did I get older that I, you know, care about more about society and care more about education for all and care, care more about a, 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 a good, a good society being fair. Uh, I mean, being fair is always the thing to me because I always hated any situation that I was in where people were not fair, you know, I don't care if you beat me for whatever reason, as long as it's a fair reason. I don't want you a to reason. Beat, yeah. Yeah. 
I don't want you to beat me because of some, you know, and I mean, if you got a physical anomaly and we're playing basketball and you, you're seven foot nine, well, that's okay. I'm okay with that. You're, <laughs> you, cause you, you got to buy the extra long bed. You don't get to walk through the doorway. You can't sneak and hide in little places. I mean, there's a whole lot of things that you got to deal with that I'd never have to deal with. So you think you become more fair over time in terms of growth? And with that being said, I yeah. mean, I guess over time, growth is also affiliated with societal participation. Yeah. So I guess you see yourself involving yourself in more communities, meeting more people over time. Well, I, I see, I would say that as you so move up the chain, I think that one of the things that, that, you know, you accumulate more things and you came, you become satisfied with where you are at your state in life. And then you don't, you don't, it's not this primary thing to think that I have to, I have to be able to pay for the milk on Wednesday. I'm not worried about that. Those are not the things that are, I, I, I'm now to the stage where I worry about other people. I worry about you and I worry beyond, you know, family, I extended family, friends of family. I, I mean, that's where it goes. And then just frankly, random things. I've done, I've done a number of things that, that, that like drove me to help people that I had no idea, you know, uh, Henryville, you know, the, her, the, uh, tornado, you know, that kind of stuff that just makes me think like, wow, you got to do something different. You know, you could, you can do something. And I did. And, it, and it's like, when I think about growth, I think that that is added a lot to who I am as a person. And then when I look at, in my last, you know, when we're, when we're start out when we're younger, when we don't see that we're going to, live past a certain age and then all of a sudden we keep living past those ages interconnectedness is that what you're i think that's what you're getting at is how everybody's yeah. life is really interconnected at the end of the day how we all die we're all born we all go to this place that nobody's ever come back from yeah and therefore we should be somewhat happy while yeah. we're here and i think well, yeah, maybe this that's, is, this is that's it what you're getting me. at yeah that's my expect that's my belief my expectation i like that that's my <laughs> expectation Probably i my really expectation do expectation too you know Mm -hmm. But I think about that, it's going like, well, this, you know, it will come to an end eventually, but like, that's the reason I left the last job mm -hmm. It's because for, I, I think about personal growth, I sat there and was going like, wow, you know, and this goes back to retirement for an entrepreneur. It's kind of the same thing. How am I going to grow as a person? And that's why I left the job because I wanted that piece to me to continue to expand my horizons. And I had people tell me it should be you should do the same thing. You're an expert in this field. You could start another company. You could make millions of dollars, blah, 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 all the kind of silly stuff that people throw at you. And then I'm like, yeah, but I'd like to play the piano. <laughs> That's a really interesting idea of self-actualization as well and self-fulfillment and how you looked at self-fulfillment no longer being categorized as building um, or maybe not building, but Business working for. Yeah. That's it. It's not growth. It's not. And also it's not getting on the same horse or a similar horse and kind of running in a technological direction and speaking with the same people that I spoke to for 30 years in a legal community as they've grown, switched in and switched out in the financial community. And now it's like, oh, wow, this is different. And then you can go fly fishing with them instead of running data. Oh, yeah. Numbers. I fly. I, I, I flew fished once. Flew fished. I I flew like that. That's past tense of fly fish. But right? yeah, no, I like looking I at these relationships and I looking at other things. No. And being able to exercise your right as a free thinker. 
yeah. in your own life, right? Yeah. And looking at your talents and saying, my talents also lie in these um, random skills that I have that are outside of just working, I think. Well, so when when we talk about talents, though, I'm not so sure that they were, well, what it is, is it's not necessarily going after talents because I have no idea if I can play the piano or not. What I think it is, is it's truly challenging to do new things that I've never done before and in a place and a space and a, you know, that's completely different that I'm totally unfamiliar with. That's where your untapped potential, right? Yeah. Where your untapped potential lies is that there's potential for, to be happy in different ways, right? Okay. Yeah. That's that, what I'm you said. It. I, I I didn't know where you were going, but yeah. when you said, hey, "Oh, I don't expect you to be Mozart." No, yeah. I'm saying no. When you said happiness in different right. ways, yeah. You, when you're going after your untapped, when you say it untapped potential, I, I my mind is always set to say how much revenue you're going to make, how big's your market, how you're going to grow, how you're going to do. Which that. is wrong. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm talking about your happiness. And I was like, I actually, I didn't think about it like that, but I think that that would make me feel better to play piano than it would to start another company and make tons, you know, a wheelbarrow full of money. I mean, I don't know why, but I mean, most likely I would fail on this one, but, <laughs> and even that, you know, if you become a concert pianist, I would, I would love to see that. Well, but yeah, that's outside of the ether of the linear. Well, how much money do you think I'd have to working schedule? pay people to come and listen to me? I mean, that'd be the question. I, well, you just got to get good. I rent a, no, I just Imagine I, you I, play for 15 hours a day. Every yeah. day, I rent a, get I pretty good rent pretty fast. I pay everybody twenty five bucks a head to come in and listen to me play chopsticks or something. Chopstick is that a yeah. song? No, yeah, I don't know what it is. Hot cross Eagle buns is everything about something like that. I have no idea. Hot no cross idea. buns is the only one I think of. But that's kind of the future. But I think um I think we covered a lot of yeah. on growth. Um, yeah. Well, the the epiphanies, the ideas of where we start. Uh, the, the feeling of what we think about when we're young, when we're really, truly not looking to the future and we don't have that. And a lot of times you, you need this rattle, you know, that somebody points you. And I think that, that as a father, that's what I've always tried to do for you is I've always tried to tap you on the face and say, where are you going to be? Where are you going to be? And you did it. You always do that. Yeah. But you Which did Which I that. kind of appreciate because I hate the question so much. Yeah. That like, it makes you, I don't know, it makes you far as forces you. Yeah. yeah, well, that I mean, look at it. Look at what you've done. You've changed. Yeah. You changed your direction. You decided to go to do something different. You did it, and when you did it, nobody's going to do it for you. You accomplished it. Yeah. But when, when, when you, when we tried, me as a parent and my my and and the wife try to make you do something, yeah, or push you in a direction and say you should do this, you, your your heart's not in it. You know what I mean? No, exactly. And then once you decide like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going through that wall. I, I, it was like, you know, we had, I had doubts, but, but you didn't. You, I honestly you, wonder what that was. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, to, I don't me, know, I, to this day, I couldn't tell you why I did that. I don't know. It was a snap, but it's like, why? Like, I guess I looked at other people and I was like, Hey, I, it was kind of like your construction shtick. You didn't want to do the same thing. I think it was kind of that. Yeah. yeah. No. And, and yeah, you're just like, I just don't want to be that person. And that wouldn't be, oh, I, I guess fulfillment, self-actualization, right. fulfillment of talents, 
Yeah. And it's not, and it's not that you're judging them no, because, no. you know, they work construction, all that. I don't, I have a lot of people, a lot of wonderful people and family and friends that work construction. And I've met many of them. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, it isn't about that, but that isn't what no, yeah. would have satisfied me, which is weird that even when I had little or no financial resources that I would say, I, I would make a choice on what was going to make me satisfied in the future. I think it's weird as well that I just looked at the cover of a book one day and and somehow knew that I enjoyed reading, even though I hadn't done it in eight years. I think yeah. that that's really, really weird. Yeah. I don't know. And that to think that you're just not satisfied with your life. So you pick up these random inklings that maybe there's something there like oil painting. Like I remember doing that for two years and yeah. I got really good and then I stopped. <laughs> and then um, mom does that. Self-fulfillment. I think yeah. that's what it is. You. You have to grab onto these things or else you're just going to you're gonna walk. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, find us on Instagram at a record of my father podcast. And please send us messages. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear everything about it. And uh, maybe even things you want to hear from us. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, and sign up on the website. And the website as well. at What is the website? Uh, a record of my yeah, and uh, join the page. mailing list. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fantastic. Tell us you want us to mail you stuff. We'll mail you stuff. We'll mail you. you, got, you got what are we going to mail? Here? Acorns? Acorns. 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 One giant acorn. All right. Oh. Thank you. Bye-bye.